This is an exciting church. I'm here to learn from you, and I'm here to receive a challenging so that I can apply it to my ministry in North Korea. I talked with uh, Brad Pontes this morning that he told me that I was here about eight years ago. I was a young man at that time. I had much more hairs. <laughs> uh, if you want to know anything about us, what do we do? And you ask Brad Pontius. When he came to see us in China a few years ago, I asked him that I can take you to North Korea without much problem, but I cannot promise you that how I can take you back out of the North Korea. <laughs> And he was backed out. <laughs> I have a Korean Bible in here. Now, we read the Bible from top to the bottom, from right to the left. So I want you to watch how my head is moving when I read the Korean Bible. God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son, whosoever believeth in him, and will not, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, up and down, up and down, up and down. Now you read the Bible from left to the right. Yabba, 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 yabba. <laughs> so no matter, no matter what I will tell you this morning, I want you to do like a Koreans do. Nobody do. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know that I can preach better sermon in Korean language. English is not my mother tongue. In fact, I'm going to preach out of this uh, Korean Bible and ask uh, Brad Pontius to translate it into English so that you can understand. <laughs> I'm going to check him out how smart he is. You do not know about me. I met my wife at the Christian College and uh, married uh, last uh, 48 years ago. We are parents of uh, nine children. When your missionary says that he is the father of nine children, I cannot expect for you to respond by saying that, wow. <laughs> but you didn't say it. I'm wondering how many children do you have? We have uh, four children, two boys and two girls from my wife, and uh, biological children. We adopted five. And uh, raising nine children, it was the most difficult things that I ever done. <laughs> mm -hmm. My wife raised the nine. I baptized all of nine children. And I have good news for you to hear. And uh, those nine children became disciples of Jesus Christ. Mm. Thank you. That is my first mission field. Now I'm going to talk with you about my second mission field. There are five different countries on earth, what we call the communist or socialistic government countries, North Korea, China, Laos, Vietnam, and Cuba. 
and countries like uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Yemen, Indonesia, Iraq, and Iraq are the countries where Muslims are dominated. Those among countries, most of worst country to persecute the Christians on earth is North Korea. That's where my wife and I work in there. Give you an example about the two months ago, it was not anything secret. American passport holder traveling into North Korea. He left the Bible at his hotel room, maybe purposely, maybe accidentally. When he came to uh, North Korean airport, he was coming to United States. At the airport, he was arrested. And he was in the prison for six months. Because he left the Bible in the hotel room, he didn't talk about the Bible with North Koreans. He didn't give the Bible no one in North Koreans. He just left the Bible in the hotel room. Any country on earth who put the American passport holder put into the prison for six months because he left the Bible in hotel room, that country can severely persecute Christians. That means my friend is in a North Korean prison, missionary. I don't know whether he can make it or not. That means many North Korean Christians serving God in the prison term. Persecution is right and left. If I talk to you for how long about the persecution and a person has to go to the bed with empty stomach, I'm afraid that you do not know about this. Uh, living and working in this kind of uh, uh, country situation, if my goal to be missionary working in that country is not very clear, there is a temptation come to me and said, it's too hard. I won't give up. I love watching American football games. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to hear that you lost the game last night. Mm-hmm. In that game, I learned a lesson about the teamwork, about the each player did the best for his ability. Even even if he can get hurt. Every player seems to me that in that uh, uh, player and uh, had a one objection, he want to make a touchdown. If you ask any pilot when he was uh, landed, take down that heavy machine called the airplane on the landed, he had a one objective in his mind, that is safe landing. Working in North Korea as a missionary, I have one objective. That objective is I want to seek to save that which is lost. I want to see that people saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. What is your purpose of your church? You like to see that people saved out of this church. How did you become Christian? Somebody was there to help you, right? 
Maybe your grandmother prayed for you. Maybe uncle asked you to come to the church. I'm the same way. I received help from someone else that I am here to preach. I want to return that help to North Korean people so that they can have the life experience like I have. That's simple. But I found that that passage of scripture, scripture reminded me to have a purpose in life, in the mission. It comes from not book of Acts, it comes from book of Revelation, chapter 7, verse 9 and 10. Listen here. Apostle John had a vision about heaven, and he said the verse 9 and 10, After this, I looked, there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. If you read that last passage of that Revelation chapter 7, God will wipe away every tears from their eyes. It's not the tears that I cried when my mother died. It's the tears that when you seek to save that which was lost. If you have any tears to do that job, God will wipe away. To carry out the mission in North Korea, toughest country in the world, I trained in tough ways. I was not trained like Moses did it on the mountains and the desert for 40 years, but I was trained in prison term. About 20 years ago, I was arrested. For two years and six months, leave little room. It was like a six by six. It was like your laundry place and your, like your closet. I thought that I couldn't make it here. The worst enemy when I was in the prison to fight with was, it was myself to survive. I do not want to die there. I have to fight with loneliness and frustrations, fight with hunger, and fight with a cold spell. When the temperature dropped below the zero in wintertime, there was no any heat in the prison cell. That situation caused my toes and fingers, ears got frostbited. I thought that I could make it there. And reasoned to God, what did I do really wrong to be here in prison for two years and six months? At that time, I didn't know he was training me, renew my spirit with him, chastise me, and teach me the lesson, and gave me a new assignment working in North Korea. Night before when I was released, I asked God, you asked me going into North Korea and China, I need the words that I can standing on to believe in it. He spoke to me and he said, Isaiah 49, 15, can a mother 
forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born, though she may forget. I will not forget you. That God who spoke that passage to my heart, he always watched over me, never forget me when I was working in North Korea. This is the way how I trained to be tough, like a combat soldiers to seeking to save that which is lost. This is the way how I trained in the prison room. I was only student. God was my only teacher, and he dealt with me a personal way so that I can become more like a detective in the gospel. That means that I do not know when it will be busted up. They check with my emails, they check with my telephone conversation. I do not know when I will be arrested. When I was in the prison, I was lonely. Mm -hmm. Nobody said I can talk with it. And I saw there's a couple spiders in that, in that room. I didn't know how they ever came to be in that room with me. And I just love to talk with the spiders. And in the meantime, I saw more than several ants were crawling over on, the, on my floor. And I love to talk with the spiders because whenever I say something to the spiders, they were very quiet and listened to me. <laughs> this ant, I just couldn't make it still and always move around. So I learned how I preached to spiders for two years and six months. One day I tried to take him down out of the webs and try to baptize him into the <laughs> toilet water. But I didn't do that. <laughs> but what I'm saying that when I was released from that room, I made sure that the spider came with me to be released from that room. What I'm saying that maybe you do not like to hear it, to seek to save that which is lost, to do that job in your country, or I'm saying that it's a little bit easier. How much is your religion, is it really cost you? Don't take things for granted. Now, I'll give you an example. If you bring one person 365 days, one year, one person to this church, your attendance will be doubled up about this time, next, this time, about next year. Are we sincere? Or are we fake? Are we get lazy? I'm not here to talk with you, make you feel good. I'm here to tell you what that God expects for you to do. God is still calling the people like yourself and training the people like yourself. You are training one day every week at the church. Sometimes we do not hear his calling us because there was a lot of noisy noise. Those are times that when we watch the football game, those are times when we watch the movies, those are times when we watch their presidential debates, times robbing us. 
we do not have a focus. We do not have any goal. Within this year, I set up my mind, I'm going to bring one person to the church. You know the book of Acts chapter 1 and 8 says that when Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive the power. And then he said, you will be my witness to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all over the world. You have a power. But what happened to that power? I'm not talking about the power, the supernatural power to heal the cancer disease. But I'm talking about the power you witness other people. It seems to me, I hope I'm wrong. You have power to come to the church. But by looking, I hope I'm wrong, you do not have any power, not much power, to witness other people, to bring other people to this church. Sharing your message to other people, what it means to be Christians, what it means to be loved by God, what it means to forgiveness. Where we are at, what God, God does expect for us to do. Now, now how do you like if I tell you that how can you survive eating one meal a week? You are eating one meal a week here. That's the reason you, you do not have much power to witness other people. One meal, one week. I'm going to make up a story uh, to tell you to make my sermon point. There, there are two men. One young man went to the Bible college. He studied for four years. He received a degree, but he never read the Bible, entire Bible, once for four, four years. After graduating, he took over the church. He provided program after programs, but he never was in the center to convict the people's heart. Finally, he quit the ministry. He was a selling on insurance. The other man was an older gentleman. He put his membership at the local church for 30 years. 30 years. He never read the entire Bible even one time for 30 years. No wonder he doesn't have much power because power comes from this book. How you can get back that power you need to read the Bible. If not, you just church come or church goer. Never read no person to the church. You see, that's not the Christian way to do it. When I was in the prison cell and when I was working in North Korea, how can I overcome? How can I overcome all these political difficulties and the temptations and all this? How can I overcome this to achieve the goal that what I have, to seek to save that which is lost? This passage helped me. It's Isaiah 41, 9 and 10. It said, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners, I call you and I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you, so do not fear, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He said, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
His righteous right hand is a powerful hands and healing hands and benediction hands. That hands will hold you up to bring the people to the church. You like to see that people accept the Christ and their lives are changed by blood of Jesus Christ. That can be happen if you want to see that. I'm going to leave you a poem. And if you understand the content of this poem, then you will see why this missionary is crazy to seek to save that which is lost, that business. This poem was written by a preacher's wife in America about 150-some years ago after she lost two children by contagious disease. Evidently, 150-some years ago was not, your country was not like the country what you have here. Out of devastating situation, losing two children in the home, she was crying and weeping and praying she came to conclude to write this poem. I'm going to sing it for you. This poem said, More love, O Christ, to thee. Hear thou prayer I make on bended knee. This is my earnest plea. More love, O Christ, to thee. More love to thee, more love to thee. These women cried after she lost two children. Tears. You do not know about me. I'm not really learned missionary. I'm not a rich man. I'm not a well-known missionary speaker. I don't have those qualifications but I have weather eyes to serve North Korean people by name of Jesus Christ. Weather eyes. Elders weather eyes in the church can bring the unity of believers. Elders weather eyes. Mamas weather eyes can changing children's behavior, bad behavior. Missionaries with eyes, overcoming those political difficulties, language difficulties, his with eyes can touch lives of national people with gospel. What is your with eyes? When were you having with eyes seeking to save that which is lost? when you were really crying before God about this church. When I say in singing Korean language, Yesu, that means Jesus. When I say Sarang, that means love. More love, O Christ, to thee. Thou hear prayer I make on bended knee. This is my earnest plea. More love, O Christ, to thee. More love to thee. More love to thee. Ne 
Jesus, like you said, I want you to bring the people to the church. Your faith does need actions. I'm going to share with you some of the pictures that you have been praying for and you send the money to us. Your church is touching many lives around the world, even in North Korea and China. This picture, we are located in Hunchun, China, covering North Korea and Russia. One of my adopted sons became minister. He is working with us. China is our base camp. In China, we established a school for disabled children. We want to send a message to Chinese societies that this is how Christian people live. We are working people, raising the carrots and potatoes and carrots, and this is a mushroom factory. We have horses. When allowed, the disabled children ride horses to build up their deteriorated muscles and confidence. Therapy for helping disabled children hobby discovering field. Now here. This is uh, on five acres of land, orphanage and orphans on four disabled. Now this building, your church supported as a seed money. I believe it was about $10,000, about several years ago. Christian church, no, no church sign, no cross sign, undergrounded. Baptism, discipleship training program, 
hidden ways. One of my son is an American heart surgeon working in Ocala, Florida. He come to the China and North Korea operate the people's heart. Feeding program, shipping the bags of rice from China to North Korea. 170,000 population city. My wife and I has, have a residency to live there. That means that we have freely back and forth from North Korea. It's a feeding program. My wife's working there, boxes of noodles and bags of rice. Orphanage. We built it, operated for the last nine years. Ninety-seven children live there. One to 17 years old. This is 18 to 23-year-old kids living here. This picture breaks my heart. Many kids died before they came to orphanage. Take $20 to buy the bag of rice a month to feeding them. If you want to help $20 a month to buy the bag of rice to feeding them, there is a seat of paper on mission display table. You can write down your name and address and I will write to you and how you can write a check or you can mail the check. None other missionaries work in North Korea beside us, at least from Christian churches around the world. After we purchased the flour, sugar, butter, yeast, egg, and salt, and powder milk in China, shipped those materials into North Korea, and those North Korean women are making produce bread here. I need to talk with you about this picture. It's uh, meh, horses. What do you do with horses? Cat milk, what do you do with horses? We butcher them to make sure children to have meat to eat. We use uh, goat's manure as a fertilizer. To buy one horse like that, North Korea costs $40. If you provide $40, I will buy the one goat in North Korea. I will name that goat's bread Pontius. Medical clinic, three medical clinics. Capital city of North Korea. My son went there to operate very high officials' heart at this building. Two churches in North Korea for 25, 23 million population. I wish I can tell you I started that church. No, 
government started, government select the people who can come and who cannot come. Government operate on it. Cambodia. Lepers. We are concentrating help lepers. Building houses for the lepers, medical clinic, and the church for the lepers. One house costs $3,000. Many children come to the school. This is a school we built it. Preaching, teaching are available anytime. Russia. And uh, teaching, preaching, Bible, and uh, baptize people in Russia. Philippines. We are south of Manila called Paco. Very poor people live there. Bring the hope, hopeless people. Many children come to the church to learn about the love of Jesus. We send the missionary couple there, happen to be my nephew. Kids come just with the barefoot. My wife teaching their Bible. Four churches started. After church, we're feeding the children. Last May, I went there, hold the meetings, and baptized 86. They learned about Jesus. You can sponsor this child to cost $30 a month. My wife. Last May 15, I received the honorary citizenship of China. I'm going to quit here. I'm going to share with you that we want to move our mission office from Bedford, Indiana to Bloomington, Indiana to grow with your church. We want to involve the international student ministry. If you know any building and the land is available, please let us know. Before I step down, I have one question. How many sermons do you need to hear more from this pulpit until you give your life for the cause of Christ. 